All right, hey listeners, letting you know that by the time this audio was released, apologies for the uh, late release, but um, definitely still worth listening to uh, some of the insights and tips from the team. Some great takes and certainly some interesting observations from our panel. Uh, yeah, some pretty spot on calls. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Hey there, Mojo Sports fans, and welcome to the NRL show, your host, Lane here. And as we launch into round one of the NRL 2023 season with our team of new panelists, it is evident we have been eagerly awaiting the start of that time when we're reading all about the on-field and off-field antics of coaches, players, commentators, fans, as well as analysing the consequences of injuries, decisions of position swapping, fitness, player performance. Also, we can pull together our tips and takes for what we call the NRL show. So we have eight games of footy and a bye for the first round, and we hope your team's season ahead will be successful without drama and injury-free. So this week, we have a full panel, and we are analysing the eight matchups ahead. What a lead-up. Betting agencies and fantasy leagues getting a shock with some announcements of who won't be suiting up this weekend. So let's get into it. Hey, welcome everybody to the NRL show for Mojo. Um, a lot of us have been um, champing at the bit in order to uh, get to round one already. Um, I think the only team that we've got for round one who's got a buy is the Dragons. And following discussions that we had last week on the show, I think they needed it. Maybe it's a good time for them to regroup and sort out what they're going to do. So the first game that we've got coming up is, and that's between the Eels and Storm. Gabby, what are your initial thoughts about the team list that's been posted? Few injuries, couple of things going on. Initial thoughts? I am so excited. Like, what a game to open the season with initially. Para coming off a grand final loss, that's going to give them that sort of edge and that motivation coming into round one. Melbourne playing at Combank, they haven't got a very good record down there. But again, they haven't lost a round one in what feels like a lifetime. So they've got that on their side. Now I'm really excited to watch both teams, actually. Para, they've lost a few key players in the off-season, but they've also gained a couple as well, um, which will be exciting. Josh Hodgson, in particular, at number nine, I think, is going to bring a level of experience to Parramatta that they haven't necessarily had in the past. I think Hodgson is like a Cameron Smith-type style hooker, which I think will replace Reid Marnie really well and take a little bit of pressure off Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses in and around the ruck. So I'm excited to see him slot into that position. Uh, Matt Dory and Jermaine Hopgood both killed it in the trials. So I'm excited to see them play for Para this year. Injuries for Para, Sean Lane's probably the biggest blow they've got, but he's being replaced by Bryce Cartwright, who's a great ball player. And also there's Ryan Madison, who's suspended, which will be tricky to navigate around. And then we've got Melbourne, who I'll try not to be biased here, but, um, yeah, they, they're looking strong. They've suffered a couple of injuries leading up to round one with, obviously, Ryan Pappenhausen and Justin Ollum. Um, Tarek Sims, who they've just recently signed, is also injured now for round one with an injured calf. So that's a bit of a downer. But, look, I'm quietly confident in Melbourne with this game. I'm 
predicting that Cam Munster and Harry Grant and Jerome Hughes quite potentially could be the next big three at Melbourne. That's a bold statement, but um, yeah, I'm I'm confident. I think they're gonna they're gonna do well in game one, and but I think it's gonna be tight. I don't think it's going to be a whitewash of any sort. It might even come down to two points, but Melbourne will get it. I think. Mm, okay, pretty interesting. With the rest of the panel, we've got a full panel on tonight. Any thoughts from anyone else following Gabby's little roundup? Well, all I can say is, is what a cracker to start start the season off. It's you know two premiership heavyweights looking to prove a point on opening night, and it's going to come down to the wire. I can feel it. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I've also tipped the storm, so hopefully they come through for me. Yeah, I've got Melbourne winning as well. I think Parramatta after that grand final last year, a lot of fans will agree that they'll start a bit rocky to the season. Could be wrong, but yeah, just yeah, with the they got a few. I think the the um the let go of Papali and Reid Mahoney is too big of a loss for them. They could prove me wrong. Josh Hudson could end up coming out and doing well, but yeah, we'll see what happens. But I think Melbourne. I don't know what the record is actually at Bankwest, but. I've got a feeling that they'll just be a bit too strong. Parramatta could shock everyone and turn it on, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but I just think the losses of Mahoney and um, uh, Isaiah Papali will be, you'll see it tomorrow. Yeah, well, Melbourne have lost three or four games at Combank, so... That's not too good. Yeah. And their record against the Eels, what's that been like? Parra have won the last four games against Melbourne, so, look, it's going to be interesting. How good to start the season? I think it's it'll be... So good. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good call, actually. I also noticed here that um, for the Eels, Jack Murchie and um, Chira Moimoisera on the bench, um, yeah. unfortunately. So uh, hopefully no injuries <laughs> and sets throughout the rest of the game. But um, Jermaine Hopgood, I think, is um, perhaps a bit of a game changer a little bit for the Eels, especially with his Panther background as well. So... Um, you know, just a fresh set of legs and perspective as well on the field. So, no, great. So, Gabby, sure. you're calling like a two-point margin difference. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be close. It'll be okay. exciting. Anyone else, got, anyone else got similar types of margin predictions? I know you're all calling a win here for the Storm, but um, what are we thinking in terms of margin? I, I actually think um, Melbourne are going to struggle. They've got a lot of injuries um, and their depth is going to be tested this year for sure. Um so whether their youngsters can um, can live up to what the rest of the squad has been able to do in the past few years, I guess we'll find out. But I think Parramatta will get the win here. Ooh, spicy, Lachlan. <laughs> okay. Well, be nice, everyone. Um, <laughs> so I also noticed that uh, Tyron Wishart is the, the bench utility as well for the Storm. So. Which is brilliant. I reckon they'll use him. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Game happening on Friday is the Warriors versus the Knights. I'm not hiding behind the fact that we know what the Warriors have been like. Um, they've lost a couple of players. Um, there's already been a lot of commentary about uh, mediocre uh, sort of uh, support staff and crew being brought on. So I guess what's interesting is that they've got new recruits, um, new Kore, they've got Barnett. We've also got um, Tim White and Martin will also be coming back, um, which I'm really grateful to see. Dylan Walker, though, they're putting them um, on as a bench utility, which is interesting. Having a look at the um, at the uh, two sides, look, I feel like the kind of the two teams that we're not expecting a lot of big things out of, to be honest. Um, I mean, Knights, yes, I could say, uh, because, you know, Kalen's 
Carolyn's playing. Jackson Hastings is going to be playing in the halves for the Knights. I suspect that's going to be a pretty good decision because most uh, um, people who come over from the Tigers do really well in their new team. Yes, that is a bit of a shot at you, Lachlan. Um, and also having Lachlan uh, Miller on starting at fullback is probably going to be a good um, outcome for the Knights. I am a little bit surprised. Tyson Gamble, though, has been named in the reserves. Um, I actually thought that he'd be starting. Um, interesting. Phoenix Crossland's actually coming on to play for him in the Knights showdown. Between the two sides, on paper, to me, they look about 50-50. Um, it really depends on if someone gets a HIA and ends up getting taken off halfway. I think you know who I'm talking about, um, and that sort of changes the momentum of the game. Um, but look, I think the Warriors will be coming out with a little bit of a point to prove, considering all the bad PR that's going on. Um, and also, it will put to the test um, their coach. Um, and you know what they've been able to achieve. Can that Aiden Williams making his return after his uh, stint in French rugby might um, make a little bit of a difference. But again, he's a bit of fresh legs. Um, it's been a while since um, he's been playing in NRL. There's probably going to be some ramping up issues to sort of consider between the two teams. I'm calling it a close margin of about four points. I think they'll get to the teams, but there'll be about four points between them. Well. Taylor Ponga's first game at 5-8, so it should be pretty interesting. He plays playing 5-8, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're moving him to 5-8, so yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, Warriors, they're always disappointing, to be honest. Like, they start the season well when everyone has, like, big hopes, but then I just feel like they fade. So, yeah, I don't know. They're disappointing. They have a good team. Like, they always have a great, a great team, but, yeah, I don't know. Just They always fade off during the end. And Newcastle, they've been pretty below par now for a while, so... I don't think anyone's really expecting any big thing. Even though Ponga's going to be 5'8", I just don't think they have enough in that team to be a top eight side. So should be a pretty average game, to be honest. Do you think with Kalen and Hastings, um, you know, you know, working together in the halves, we might actually see, I don't know, a bit of magic come out of the night though? Oh, they could be good, but just, yeah, I don't know if they have the, the backs are still a bit... Like, Dominic Young's all right, but they still have, yeah, the backs are still a bit iffy, to be honest, so... Like the, they, they could, they'll give the Warriors a good show, but when it comes to like the big teams, I don't know if they can match it. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I, th I think there's a few things to keep keep your eyes peeled for in this game. Um, Lachlan Miller as the starting fullback for the Knights, their big signing in the past few weeks, coming over from Rugby Sevens, so there's a lot of responsibility on his shoulders. And then also uh, Chance Nickel Crookstaff for um for the Warriors, who's been toiling away in reserve grade at Canberra. Uh, for the past year and having to deal with some injuries and um, now he's getting that chance back at NRL and I'm really hoping that he plays well and puts on a show. I don't know if I mentioned that um, Tim Whitey Martin sort of coming back after a while being away. Um, he had a couple of those personal health issues that he was dealing with. Um, I think this is like, what, three years later? Yeah, it's been so, a while. Yeah. I'm excited to see him play again. Yeah, quite a lot of impact when he was on the field when he did and I think a lot of people just sort of thought, damn, time cut short, but He's been given a little clear to come back and he's hoping to uh, revive his career. So, yeah, good luck for him. And I hope he gets it. I tip the Warriors, but um, I think it could be a close game, actually. I think it's going to be... Ah, well, I think it'll be close, but we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah, I back the Warriors too. But I hope both these teams have a good season. They both are due for a good season, especially the Warriors. They deserve it. I agree. I agree. Um, like, uh, so Dan Frost, who used to host the NRL show, he is a diehard, diehard Knights fan. So I'm sure he's thinking the same thing. 
if not preying on it. Um, but yeah, um, everyone talks about defending the castle um, over at the night. So I think um, these guys are hoping to do that and um, put forward a good show this season, especially at the last uh, few, despite the fact they had just huge, huge turnouts at their games. But uh, yeah, not much in terms of results for them. Um, let's talk about Panthers versus Broncos. This will be interesting. Friday night at Bluebet, um, another exciting matchup. Panthers, obviously, the defending premiers, similar to Parramatta in terms of losing that level of experience. I guess when you're successful, you become more valuable and players are more expensive and more appealing to clubs. So, Filiami Kikiao and Api Korosau, obviously, two massive losses, but are being replaced by some key players with Kikiao with, I think, uh, Luke Garner is from the Tigers is replacing him and uh, Mitch Kenny's coming into that hooker role. A little bit of a different style of hooker, Mitch Kenny, compared to Coruscant, but that'll be interesting to watch. Uh, that Panthers obviously lost Thailand May against St. Helens in the World Cup Challenge to an ACL injury, so he's out for the season, which is a massive loss. So it'll be interesting to see how they sort of shift around that. But yeah, I think coming off the grand final win and they've got a majority of their side taking the field set to play that did play in the grand final. I think that's going to be um, the momentum they need perhaps. Um, they're coming up against the Bronx. Look, I know people just assume that they get the win, but the Bronx look good this year. I'm so excited to see them play. I think I said it last week, they're going to be a top eight side. Katoni Staggs and Corey Oates, like just to name a few, like, that's huge. Um, Patrick Carrigan, they lost him at the end of last year due to suspension, I think. Having him will be massive in the number 13. They're missing Reese Walsh this week, um, which is probably will be interesting. He's being replaced by Selwyn Cobbo, though, so um, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, in terms of, like, both teams are relatively settled in terms of their players. Um, but yeah, Panthers have won 25 out of 27 games at Bluebet since 2020. So I think that Panthers will get the win and it'll be a pretty big win too. And they're going to have, the fans are going to be on point. Um, but yeah, Broncos probably won't win, but I'm keen to see them have a massive year. Um, it's unfortunate they got dealt the Panthers round one, but that might feed them the momentum that they need to get the ball moving and have a massive season. Um, I remember last week you made the comment that um, Broncos just need to secure a very good number nine. Yep. And uh, they got Billy Walters starting at hooker. Yep. Um, be interesting. I, I feel like this is going to be uh, the tone setter for Definitely. Um, this first match um, up against the Panthers because they are a pretty top-notch team. All of the commentary lately has been that, you know, there's high spe expectation on the Panthers' shoulders to take it out for a third year in a row. Um, I'm not sure what everyone's thoughts are on that. I think Penrith should win by plenty. Not like plenty, but they'll win by like a good, decent margin. Brisbane are all right, but I just don't, I don't see a match in Penrith, to be honest. I think Penrith, even though they lost Coruscant, they should still have enough to beat, beat the Broncos at home, especially after that grand final. I know they lost the World Cup Challenge, but after that grand final win, I always think that the first game back at home, it's always destined that the Premiers will win. Do you think, though, without Kiko, uh, it's going to make a bit of a difference as well oh, to the Panthers? Definitely. Hmm. I think without Kiko, it opens, I think it puts a bit more pressure on Jerome Luai. In, like, Kiko coming, like, he's a big guy, 
put the fear in the defence. And I think, yeah, Luai is going to have to change up his ball game a little bit to maybe even, yeah, adjust to the new, to having okay. Mitch Kenny at hooker and not having Kikia there. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm still tipping the Panthers, but I'm hoping to see the Broncos have a, put up a bit of a fight. Like, I think they they do have potential. Like, I don't don't want to write them off completely, but I think the Panthers will still get it. Um, yeah, probably Penrith, but um, I think they're going to come out a bit slow. I I don't know where that's coming from, but just to to get used to their new reality with um you know with Kenny and with Garner in that back row position too. Um, they'll recover and win by. Maybe it'll be a small margin, I reckon, but should be a good game. On Saturday, it's the, uh, the Eagles versus Bulldogs. What's your take on this game? Turbo's obviously back. That's the big big talking point behind that one. Then you also got Canterbury's three signings in Mahoney, Kikau, and Luke Thompson, even though he was injured. So they're going to, um, I don't know who they're getting into field for him at the moment. I think it's Patala Mariner. Or Ryan Sutton, sorry. It's actually Ryan Sutton. That, that's another signing from Canberra. So. Yeah, okay, that should be a good game, to be honest. Uh, mainly, there's a lot of wraps on them after those trial games, so people expect them to do pretty well. And then you have Canterbury, who have, like, those three big signings I was saying earlier. And they had, like, a bit of a dodgy preseason, but people are expecting them to at least make the eight or challenge for the eight. So, yeah, that should be a very good game. And then you got also got Seabold, who's coaching Manly for the first time, like, in NRL level. So there's going to be a lot of eyes on that game, for sure. I think it's also just to make sure Trebojevic isn't out again <laughs> for uh, any repeat injuries, uh, a long injury recovery period, which I think mainly really felt um, the time he's been away. So, yeah, interesting. I know you said that um, Seabold's coaching Manly, but Cameron Serraldo's at the Bulldogs this year, and that's exciting coming across from Penrith. I think, yeah, the dogs look great on paper. It's going to be exciting to see what Cameron Serraldo can do with them this year? I've got Manly by about four. Yeah, yeah close. Go for that. Yeah. I can see it. I think that the Bulldogs are very untested. So, yeah, I think um, I think Manly are going to win this one. Brave, brave call from everyone, but, you know, pretty safe. <laughs> pretty safe. Now, Emma, we are going to talk about um, your favourite team, Cowboys, and they're um, going up against the Raiders. I am very excited. Uh, I think our team is it's looking pretty good, to be honest. Um, on paper, I think it's looking looking good. Um, so I'd have James Tamo back. Uh, haven't had him since 2016. Um, so that'll be interesting to see see how he goes. I'm very quietly confident with this one. Todd Payton was saying he's pretty he's pretty confident for the season. And um, to be honest, I like with our team. I don't think there's particularly someone that's like this guy is the game changer for the NRL but I think all up we have honestly a pretty a pretty stacked team so I'm I'm quite excited to see how they go I think the Raiders will probably struggle a little bit I don't know how they're going to go um that they lost uh Josh Hodgson um so what's they lose they lost a couple yeah I don't know I just don't don't think that they're looking as good as the Cowboys are. <laughs> I've got Josh Papali'i as well. He's um, Basami Sulo, did you say it? Um, he's debuting in his place. So that'll be interesting to see how he goes. Um, obviously going Cowboys. But I do think that the Raiders will put up a bit of a fight. So I'm not going to write them off um, in any way. But hopefully we 
can come through in the end. <laughs> I have a feeling without um, Josh Papali'i there, I mean, not like he's he, he certainly leads from his position when he's on the team, and you can see it, but also he's quite a force. Absolutely, yeah. You'd be a lot more confident with him running beside you. <laughs> You're right. It's an opportunity for Pasami Solo to um, step up and um, show what he's got, you know. Yeah. It's usually these sorts of replacements that come and kind of outshine these uh, big names and next thing you know, they're playing all season. See you later, Josh. Sorry. Yeah, was a absolutely. big call. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say goodbye, Josh, but, <laughs> you know, like all it takes is a, a great game and you're in for the whole season. On debut, okay. it's always, like, good to see how they go and... um. It's obviously a very exciting time for them, but sometimes, like you said, it can mean that they're actually in the squad if they perform. So there's mm. a lot more pressure on them to perform well, but um, it's always exciting to see, I think. Running off what Em said, the Cowboys compared to the Raiders just look too good. Um, we all know how I feel about the Raiders. The Cowboys have a big win, put them in their place. <laughs> now, the Raiders do look good in places. Like they've got Denny Levi starting at hooker. They've got that depth there. Tom Starling can sort of shift into that role if necessarily required. But, yeah, Cowboys, yeah, I think they'll have a big win. Both right. Like, on paper, uh, Cowboys win this by a lot, I think. I'll go the upset and tip Canberra. Ooh. Spicy. I'm going 26-18. You reckon 26-18, Emma? Mm -hmm. The Cowboys. All right, I'm just going to write that down. Go 26-10. Oh, nice. Yeah, a bit bigger. Yeah, I like Put it. that Viking clap to bed. <laughs> we'll go 40 to 16 to the Cowboys. Ooh, yeah. I think they're uh. <laughs> <might> click. <laughs> 28-14, Canberra. That'll come back to bite you, look. <laughs> uh, next match, let's talk about Sharks visit versus Rabbitohs. Anthony, I know this is uh, one you've been dying to talk about. Well, Sharks have signed nobody, so there's no movements that I'm excited for at the moment. Um, Cronulla pretty much were in this game, uh, betting-wise, until Nico Hines got ruled out, and I think that pretty much told, like, put everyone in favour of Souths. They've got a kid named Braden Trindle in the halves. I watched him play a bit last year. I didn't think he was that good, but he didn't set the world on fire, to be honest. So I've got Souths comfortably, not just because I'm a Souths fan, but I've got Souths comfortably winning this. The only the only hesitation I would have is that it's at Shark Park, and I don't think we've won there since 2009, if I can remember correctly. So our record there is very poor. But yeah, I can't wait to get to it, and hopefully we'll turn that on. I think Cody Walker, Latrell, Alex Johnson, Cameron Murray, just too much. Kanala aren't going to be. I don't think Kanala will be able to even go close to us. I think we'll flog them, to be honest. Did I see correctly that um, Latrell's little brother's playing? Yeah, on the bench. Um, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Anthony. Um, I have a feeling that Souths will comfortably win, especially now with Hines out. Aaron, that whole team really does rely on him and lean on him quite a bit. And, and like similar to what you said, Braden Trindle haven't seen much to tell me that he's going to be great, but you know. Again, these guys can come out and surprise us, so that will be pretty interesting. Yeah, I just think South's team is just too, it's too red. Like, not, like I said before, not just because I'm a South fan, but they're just too red hot. I don't see how Cronulla are going to have anywhere. Like the four, even the fourth pack, I don't see it matching South. So yeah, probably you need like a Matt Moylan masterclass to get them home, but I just don't see it happening. I have seen some, um, you know, magic moments from Salakai whenever he's on. You know, when he's like on, he's on for Sharks. Um, and he can sort of turn stuff around. I remember, like, last season, there was that one game where he scored. Like, he was just, like, the assist king. I, I reckon, yeah, Souths win, but I don't think by much, to be honest. I think it's only going to be, like, maybe six points. 
Nah. Where do you see Canola's strike power, though? Like, you say South by six, but where do you see Canola even match? Like, I'm not even, like I said before, I'm not even saying this because I'm a South fan, but I just, as a neutral, I don't see where you see Canola even going anywhere close to South. Well, I just, and I tend to take into consideration also just how the crowd tends to lift them because yeah. it's at, um, at Shark Park. And all it takes is for all of them to, like, jump on before you know it, get to South's head and South's, like, just rethinking everything. They're not yeah, able that. to get themselves together. That's that's the reason why I say that. I agree. I've swapped back and forth from rabbits to sharks a few times, and I'm going to go rabbits in the end, but, yeah, I don't think it'll be by March. Yeah, I, I agree. I think by under 10 for sure. I think how Cronulla perform this week is going to be really important just to see how they go with Hines out and how their uh, their depth depth players um, can perform on a fresher night that is round one. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be still a very interesting game. I'm backing Cronulla, the upset. Mm-hmm. Um, purely because only, as you said, they need the... Sharks at Shark Park, they can be scrappy and get over the line. Yeah, I've only 12, 14 Sharks, only because of that momentum that Shark Park can bring because it's going to be close, I reckon. Anthony, are you going to the game? Yeah, can't wait. Should be good. First time at Shark Park. So it'll be awesome. All right, so the next game on Sunday, we've got the Dolphins versus Roosters. Emma, thoughts on this? And I know all of us have pre been following a bit of the controversy going on um, you know, in the news about the Dolphins. So there's a lot to talk about. Um, and yeah, anyway, do you want to set us off? Yeah. So um, as we're saying before, I was talking about it. I, to be honest, I want to see the Dolphins win, but I know that the Roosters, I mean, they're the Roosters. So <laughs> what else can you really say? It's the Roosters. It's a tough one to start off with the first ever game. Um, but at the same time, their first ever game like they're going to come out wanting to win that that's it's a pretty exciting time for them and if they can pull it together um I mean they don't have a bad team a lot of people are saying like oh I think they're going to be wooden spoons or whatever I think that's just because they're a brand new team like I, I definitely don't see them as a wooden spoon team I think they're they're not too bad like you got the Bromish brothers um you got Fleece Kfusi you've got some decent players in there and if they can all work together, they're not going to be they're not going to be horrible. Yeah, it's their first year, so they might not go um, that great, but I don't think they're that bad on paper, to be honest. But then you've got like all the Anthony Milford, he's he's been dropped, so Katoa's going to make his official NRL debut. So that'll be interesting to see how he goes. I don't know. I think he's going to be an exciting player to watch. I don't know what's going on with Milford. But he hasn't really done a whole lot. For a long time to be honest but that's another story I guess and then Angus Crichton um what's everyone think about that he's um out for at least 10 weeks with mental health um and the Roosters are asking for a bit of salary cap relief so um yeah so I don't need it <laughs> yeah well that's the thing like um not mental is. health issue like Angus Crichton, my God, like I hope he gets the help and gets better yeah. and I hope he gets back this season. I love Angus Crichton. That's mm-hmm. the only thing about the Roosters. And once you open that can of worms up, it's just, I don't know. I agree. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people already sketched out on whether Roosters are under the salary cap in the first place. Yeah, everyone. You were right to say everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, good on him for like sorting him out. Throughout. I just think like in the past, how have players dealt with their mental health issues? Like I think of players like Nico Hines, like he's obviously had a lot going on in his personal life. So do we make it a part of the NRL where there is that salary cap relief for mental health issues? Like, I think it's just a bad taste in our mouths because it is the Roosters and they are such a bulked up side this year. I don't know, like you think if, say, someone from the Bulldogs was in the position that Crichton's in, like, would we be making the same amount of fuss? I definitely would. Yeah. That's only because I hate Canterbury as much as oh I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not them, maybe anyone, the Dragons or just that lower grade, like, not lower grade, but hasn't had success over the cup past couple of years. Oh, my God, I'm going to have so many people after me. But you know what I mean? The Roosters are sort of like tall poppy syndrome type situation. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm the first to bag them out, but I would just wonder when it comes to the issue of mental health, are we just focusing on it? as a bad thing now because it's coming from the roosters or well he's been diagnosed with a you know with bipolar disorder so i mean like he obviously has to get you know appropriate treatment i'm not entirely sure how a sports corporate but i know you know in a normal corporate organization there's insurances and such to cover that so you know we could keep talking about angus crying and you're right where is it a bias of ours? Uh, you know, yeah. we just prejudice to think that way. Um, but <clears throat> look, I don't want to take away from the fact that Egan Butcher is going to be coming on to replace him, um, which I'm excited to see. And you know, I'd also like to see um, Butcher do well um, for the Roosters. You're right; it is pretty. <laughs> this is a a heavyweight Roosters team. They've also got Swaliki Dez in the centres. So, Emma, are you saying that the Roosters are going to win this, or do you think the Dolphins are going to come? Look, <laughs> um, as I said, I would like to see the Dolphins the Dolphins win, but I'm not that confident. I've changed my tips about a thousand times because I like to tip who I want to win. Being their first game, I don't know how they're going to perform when they come up against some pressure like that. But at the same time, like they've got a lot to play for. Like they've they're trying to come out and prove to everyone that they do belong in this comp, and how exciting if you won your first ever game ever. Um, Against the Roosters. <laughs> yeah, like that's really shows everyone, hey, we're here to, like, you respect us. <laughs> I mean, the Roosters team, it's pretty stacked, so it's it's going to be a hard one, but I'm going to just say it. I'm going to go Dolphins. Betting with the heart. I love it. <laughs> oh, I hope they're really be awesome if they're on because I can't stand the Roosters and, yeah, it'd be a dream if they lost round one. <laughs> but yeah, I just don't see the Dolphins beating them to be honest. But it pains me to say it, but yeah, I just think Roosters will flog them. I think I think everything is stacked against the Dolphins, and that might just help them out a bit. Um, I think they've got nothing to lose really. They've only had you know 13, 14 months to get an NRL squad, an NRL team together um, to enter this competition, and no matter what happens, I think they're gonna uh, at least put up a fight. So no. are you then calling Dolphins, Lachlan, or are you just making an uh, <laughs> observation here? Uh, yeah, Roosters looking very, very good. And okay. yeah, I, I think the Roosters will, will get them. Just quickly, I heard Emma talking about like how they had, like, it is right, the Dolphins do have like Felice Kafusi and Bromwich and all those players, but you have to also like understand that these players are on the bus. Well, the way I think is these players are on the back end of their careers, they're pretty much, I would say like, 
they've got probably one, two more years left in them, and then they're probably going to retire. So I don't see players like that as a help to the team. I see it more as like they're just there to pretty much just fill the numbers in. Because oh, it's harsh to say, but it's the truth. Because oh, these it's players, the truth. Yeah. Yeah, they're on the back end of their careers. They're not there to. They're not up up and comers, and they haven't got teams like they did at Melbourne. You know, to make them look probably better than they probably are. Well, they're probably they're good, but like I'm saying, Melbourne had a star starter team, and they were able to shine in the star starter team. It was like at the Dolphins, will they able to? Will they be able to have that same impact as they did at Melbourne? I don't think so. Don't so, so you think that they'll bring that culture with them? Oh, they will, but you still have to have players like Billy Slater, for example, or Nico Hines, or Oldham, or all these superstars you have playing around you. It helps you become a better player. But when they're like at Dolphins and that they're playing with kids or people that haven't really played much first grade, it's very hard to build up a team. Yeah, I think they've been brought in with the the major role of just trying to give some guidance to to those yeah. youngsters yeah. who make up this yeah. squad in the next yeah. few years. Yeah, and, mentoring um, them. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm calling the Roosters to win. I'm just, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> right, next game, let's talk about Titans versus Tigers. Uh, I think this is a great way to round out the round. Um, at the 8th wonder of the world, Leichhardt Oval, on a Sunday evening, there's a real kind of atmosphere here in the inner west around the West Tigers at the moment. There's um, a bit of hope, dare I say, uh, after those pre-season trials that, you know, maybe, just maybe we... I put on a bit of a performance, so I uh, expect Leichhardt Oval to be packed come Sunday to see our, our new recruits. But um, from a Titans perspective, what really jumps out for me in the in their team list is their wingers. They've got um, Khan Pereira making his NRL debut. He's uh, put on a bit of a show in the preseason challenge. I think he scored four tries in one yeah, of their trials. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and um, their other winger, Jojo Fafita, he was playing for the... Um, under-19s Queensland squad last year, if I remember correctly. Um, and he's risen very quickly through the ranks to get into that NRL team. So there's a two very young, uh, promising outside backs there that'll get a shot in the NRL. Uh, also, Kieran Foran will uh, run out in Titans colours for the first time. So uh, I think a lot of Titans fans will be very interested to see how he goes because a lot of hope has been rested on him coming into this season. Uh, and then the other big name is Sam Barrels at hooker get the first real look at him too. Um, yeah, but for the Tigers, there's, it's a whole new team, really. Uh, Ken Mamalo is unfortunately out with an injury, so Charlie Staines will get a shot in the NRL side. He's going to really need to fight to keep that spot, though. We've got um, a lot of strong outside backs, so he'll be keen to show that he deserves that spot. Otherwise, Corusau at hooker, Clemmer and Papali'i make up a very, very strong forward pack. John Bateman has been rested for this week after only arriving from England uh, about a week ago. But Sean Ball will get the opportunity in the back row. He's had a bit of um, bad luck over recent years with injury. So good to see him getting an opportunity to start at second row. In terms of interesting things, we've got AJ Kapoa on the bench, who has played, come through the systems as an outside back, but we saw him playing a bit of second row um, in the trials. So it looks like he might be making a shift into the forward back off the bench. I think on paper, the Tigers should should start their season on a high um, at home in front of their home fans. Um, but the Titans will certainly want to show off the new recruits and um, it'll be a really, really close game to round out the round. Yeah. I think, I think if the Tigers are on, they're going to be on like properly. And if they're not, they're going to lose. 
but I reckon Tigers will hopefully be on and um, win by more than 10. I think Tigers are like I'd overall pretty much, well, not unbeatable because they've lost there before, but I just think they'll be way too much with the Titans. I don't think Titans, oh, Titans actually have a decent side to be honest, but I just think the fact that Tigers are like I'd overall and they have this new, not new team, but they have these two big signings that have came to prove a point and these signings have like the start of their careers as well. Like, I think they'll definitely be up for it. And you have that Lockhart Oval crowd, which you can't really beat. That's the atmosphere feel. So I think the fans will definitely get them home, if anything. But I think it'll start like a bit tight. And then I think towards the end, like I just said earlier, I think the crowd will get them home. So I've got Tigers by about, I don't know if that's 18, 16. Yeah, I'm picking Tigers for this one as well. Um, similar sort of reason. Um, Tigers actually do really turn off at Leichhardt and the crowd goes like nuts. And because of the sort of the close proximity of the uh, crowd to the field, uh, I imagine for the players, you know, it's like right there in their ears and it really just sort of lifts their game. Yeah, I've got the Tigers as well. Like we're raving about Leichhardt Oval, but Leichhardt Oval on a Sunday, like I think the game's at six though. Like if it was an afternoon game, oh my God, like, chef's kiss like that's the pinnacle of rugby league like um I'm not a tiger supporter but I would love to just be in that atmosphere um first game of the season yeah they're just they're gonna do it I think yeah I've got here 20 to 12 um for the tigers um hopefully Lachlan they get a win for you yeah I'm going um tigers by maybe two tries I reckon well that's pretty much our show guys Thank you, Gabby, Emma, Lachlan and Anthony. That's the team for the NRL show for this season. And as you can tell, we're pretty keen to discuss all things NRL. Hope you like the new format and we have all the usual social media places you can get a hold of us to send your questions, thoughts, input and feedback. We're trying a different format this season. I'm not sure if you can tell, but hoping you can tune in. Subscribe and download our episodes and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter oh, and many of the other channels we have. You can find details about our hosts on our website at mojosports.com.au and all the handles on social media. Until next episode, feel free to tell a friend about our show and help us spread the word. Until next time, everyone, take care of yourself and each other. Like Christmas Eve. Yes, yeah. yeah.